Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. You are in the gymnasium. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today's Saturday, the 16th of December. And yes, we have lots to talk about on this week before the holidays. We got some football today, some NFL today. We're going to be talking about the Bucks, of course. They took care of business last week. They need to continue that up in the frozen tundra. We're talking about the Lightning a little bit and even some baseball with the Rays. The number here, as always, is 877 877- Four four eight seven nine zero one. The best way to get on the show is to shoot me an email. Go to jimmybsports.com. Let me know what your thoughts are. We'll be right back to kick off the show on Power 90.1. In the heart of Brandon, you'll find your local fine jeweler. That's Macaulay Fine Jewelry. Stop by our new location directly behind our old building at the southeast corner of Robertson and Kings Avenue. Shop Macaulay's Holiday Sale. Going on now through Christmas Eve. 24 off all regular priced merchandise, excluding the previous loved case or the 50% off case. Make this year's holiday season extra special. Get to Macaulay Fine Jewelry, where we have a group of very talented designers and jewelers on site who would love to help you create a -a one-of-a-kind piece or choose from an array of beautiful fine jewelry ready to box and gift wrap. The holiday sale is on now at Macaulay Fine Jewelry, 201 South Kings Avenue in the heart of Brand. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, Bucks fans. Well, we had a must-win situation last week up in Atlanta. We took care of that. 29-25. to 25. If you watch that game, it came down to the end again like the first Falcons game did. And, you no, know, the boys were able to hold them off and come up with a W. It's never easy. There's always things to pick apart. You can say that, no, Mayfield needs to play better. You can say that the offense didn't get going until later in the game. You can say a whole bunch of things. The fact is, whenever you get a W in the NFL on any given Sunday, you take it and you go home and you go on to the next game. So that's two in a row that the Bucks were able to put together. And they haven't been able to string too many of those victories together, two in a row. That was way back there, I think, in um, September that we did that. So if you look at the challenge right now, we'll be playing the Packers. That'll be tomorrow uh, up there in the frozen tundra of Green Bay. What do we have to do? Well, we have to do more of the same of what we did against the Falcons and just a little bit better because I do believe that Green Bay is a better team than the Falcons, uh, even though with that victory last weekend, we're in a virtual tie for first place in that tough NFC South division along with Atlanta and the Saints, all its stunning records of six and seven. So... We control our own destiny. We just need to go out there. And the last um, games that we have, we have the obviously the Packers. Then we go Jacksonville, the Saints, and at Carolina for the last game of the season. So two of those games are conference rivals, obviously, with the Saints and Carolina. I like our chances against both of those teams. Um, the Jaguars next week. 
you know, I think we can beat Jacksonville. They're not having the kind of year that they were hoping. And then, of course, that leaves tomorrow's game against Green Bay. Always tough up there. It's going to be about 41 degrees, they're saying. So it won't be, you know, sunny and warm like it usually is down here in the Bucks are playing. And yes, they can win a game when the temperature is under 40 degrees. So don't let people tell you that otherwise. The fact is that the Bucks need to go out there, do more of what they did last week, run the ball. If you look at the offensive line for us, we really did great. I think we're one of the top teams last week in uh, and run protection from an offensive line standpoint. Pass protection, uh, not so well. We had some issues. Uh, you can talk about targeting our playmakers. I know so many times on this show we've mentioned that the way you win games in the NFL, whether you're the Bucks or anyone else, is to put the ball into the hands or get the ball into the hands of your playmakers. Of course, Mayfield, your quarterback's going to have the ball every time, every play. So it goes without saying that he's first on the list of having to have a good game all around to be able to uh, ensure a victory. But when you have Mike Evans catching one pass for 11 yards, I think he was targeted maybe eight times. We're not going to win too many games doing that. We were lucky to get away with the victory last week. And I think the running game was something that was able to allow us to tie up some of the clock, if you will, and keep the offense on the sideline, which is what we're going to have to do against Green Bay as well. If we can move the ball, if we can, you know, three, four yards, let White do what he needs to do. I still like him out of the backfield. And I think that if we can get him the ball and then find a way, Evans, I look for Evans to have a big game. You're not going to hold Mike Evans to two subpar games. And I think he's going to have a, a, a very good game tomorrow up there in Green Bay. But what we have to do is get ready for um, another battle by offensive line versus Green Bay's defense. Green Bay's defense plays tough up there. Um, the offense, I think we're going to be able to keep love in the pocket. A lot of times he wants to take off with the ball. Uh, against the blitz, he does well. So you're going to have to you know, devise a defensive scheme where we keep him off guard a little bit and force him to do some things and get out of his comfort zone if you will. Are we able to do that? Yeah, defense is banged up a little bit, but you know what? The way they played last week, they showed a lot of heart. And I think that you can say whatever you want about this team, but they picked their spots. And I think that last week they knew they treated that game as a playoff game. And did they all have good games? Absolutely not. Uh, I think Mayfield has to play better for us to be able to win these last four games. And I really think that the whole offense as a whole needs to be able to finally get that continuity. Godwin, you have to be able to get him. I know he came up limp a couple times, but he was able to come out there and continue playing. We need to find a way to get 
Mike Evans the ball. He is our playmaker. So if you're going to have two guys on him, then yeah, we can get Otten across the middle. We can get Rashad White out of the backfield. And of course, we had success when you put Godwin in the slot versus as a wideout. We spoke about that last week on the show. Now we're able to go ahead and target Godwin across the middle. Sometimes Mayfield, he can't really see him when he's out in the slot. So a lot of times they'll find him on the sideline right at the marker. But you're taking away Godwin's ability to pick up yards after the catch. He's very good at the yak yards, if you will. But in order to do that, we have to send him across the middle. A lot of receivers in the NFL these days don't want to go across the middle, and that's for good reason. Um, Very dangerous going across the middle, obviously. But if you look at the success that we had when push comes to shove, a lot of times Mayfield is going to be looking for the sure hands of Godwin. And I say that as you move the ball down the field, we have to stretch the field as well. Now, you want to be able to send some receivers deep and keep the defense honest. Because if you don't, then they're, what they're going to do is they're going to shut down the passing lanes and you know, stack the line and make it difficult for us to be able to pick up any decent yardage. So when it comes down to it, our defense, as always, I've said this from week one, This season, this team is going to go as the defense goes. And if you look at the defense right now, they came out last week and they were able to play. They set the tone and they had to do that every game for this team to keep on doing what they're doing to have a legitimate shot at the playoffs. And if they if they can win this week, then they really uh, they think they have a 50-50 chance of getting to the playoffs with a victory this week. So very, very important that the Bucks go out and have a game plan that reverberates the importance of this week, week 15 in the season. If you look at what the Bucks have done so far, they've had more mediocre games than good games, to be honest. You look at the scoreboard, they're 6-7. and seven. Green Bay also is 6-7. and seven. This is the third straight year that Baker Mayfield has come to Lambeau Field with his third different team, I may add. So he's thrown some interceptions up there. I think he threw four of them in 2021 with the Browns and then with the Rams last year. So um, the Packers aren't really a, a good defensive team when it comes to interceptions. So hopefully... Mayfield can you know, find the correct jersey to throw to. I really think that Rashad White is going to have another 100-yard rushing performance. And along with that, probably a, a touchdown. So the Packers have struggled to stop the run. And since week 10, they've given up 170 rushing yards per game, the second most in the league. Um, if you look at that, the Bucks offensive line that we talked about. The pass protection's been below average, but it did record the highest pass block win rate among all teams in week 14, if you can believe that. I saw that stat and I had to look at it a couple times. If the Bucks can keep that up, then that's going to give Mayfield and the offense a chance to upset the Packers. So 
like I said, all these games are very important. You know, Jordan Love, you talk about the quarterback with Green Bay. He's been excellent against the Blitz, like I mentioned earlier, ranking fourth in QBR while throwing eight passing touchdowns with no interceptions. So the Bucks defense ranks third in the Blitz rate. We may have to mix it up, as we talked about, and... There's a lot at stake. Last week was a must-win situation game. Now, you know, we're seeking um, that NFC South title. A win would boost our chances to 49%. It would also give the Bucks a 65% chance to make the playoffs. But losing to Green Bay up there in the frozen tundra knocks their division hopes down to 26% and playoff likelihood to 20%. Nine percent. So how's that for some analytics? I'm not big on analytics, but I thought that that uh, was a pretty good stat to throw out there. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, break down the rest of the league. There are some good games this weekend and um, starting today. So we're going to touch on those. We'll be right back. You're in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels. You might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-390-5160. 800-390-5160. 800-390-5160. That's 800-390-5160. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, football fans. Like I said, this is week 15, and there's a lot of games this weekend. Three of them are today. Uh, And, of course, you have the Dallas Cowboys visiting Buffalo in a Lamar Jackson versus Trevor Lawrence matchup on Sunday night. And then it all culminates on Monday night with the matchup of the Eagles and the Seahawks. So it's going to be a fun weekend. And, of course, there are some fantasy uh, implications as well. This is the week that the playoffs start. I'd like to know how you're doing in your fantasy leagues. I'm in two of them. One of them I was 500 in. The other one I'm in first place. So it's going to be interesting to see if uh, I can hold on and do well in the playoffs this year. Last year I was in first place and got beaten the first round. So you never know. Uh, it's a little bit of skill and a lot of luck sometimes in fantasy football. But starting off the schedule today at 1 o'clock, we had the Vikings at the Bengals. Now, both of these teams are 7-6. and six. Quarterback Jake Browning and the Bengals offense, they're coming off back-to-back wins. So that's something to watch. But they're going to have to contend with one of the best defenses in the league. With this matchup, um, over the past eight weeks, the Vikings lead the NFL in fewest points per drive and fewest points allowed per game, which is... largely because of a very strong red zone defense. So how do the Vikings score? They got tight end TJ Hawkinson. I think he's going to have a pretty good game. The Bengals defense has allowed more receptions 
and yards to opposing tight ends than any other team. And of course, if you follow Hawkinson, you know that he leads the NFL in catches by tight ends with 85. So, you know, some of that production has been because Justin Jefferson's been injured, no doubt. But even with Jefferson back on the field, um, you know, I, I think Cincinnati quarterback Nick Mullins is still going to consider Hawkinson a primary threat. So Bengals are 4-0 against NFC teams this year, and I think that you're going to see a good game here, and I do look for the Bengals to surprise them and win this game by about 7-10 to 10 points. The second one at 4.30 today is the Steelers at the Colts. Both of these teams are also 7-6. and six. <coughs> Excuse me. The storyline to watch with this one is that Pittsburgh has won eight consecutive games against the Colts, including a regular season and postseason game. So if you think about that, I mean, this, this streak began in 2011. It's a pretty remarkable streak. And the last one coming in 2008 with quarterback Peyton Manning under center. How about that? So... Tomlin's 8-1 against Indy and has never lost at Lucas Oil Stadium. So take it from there. I think that you have Pittman. What's he going to do? No, he needs 18 more yards uh, to get 1,000 yards. Uh, You know, key matchup is going to be the edge rusher for Baltimore. Uh, Pay, see what he's going to be able to do. So this one is huge for the AFC wildcard race. Indy um, can improve its odds if they can win. And, of course, Pittsburgh, by losing, drops their um, hopes quite a bit. So I I do think that if you look at this game, I think that Pittsburgh has the nod in this one. I like the way that they've been playing, and I'm going to pick them to win this game by a field goal. You have the Broncos at the Lions. That's an 8-15 game tonight. Broncos are 7-6. A lot of 7-6 teams, right? At the Lions, who are 9-4. So, talk about the Lions. They started off like a house on fire, and then they cooled off a little bit. They're still 9-4, but the storyline to watch on this one is that the Lions have lost two of their past three games, while the Broncos have won six of their past seven and are looking to climb into the AFC West ladder atop the the division. So it's going to be um, a reunion, if you will, for Lions coach Campbell and his mentor Sean Payton. Uh, so it's going to be a fun game. And I think that if you look at this one, the Broncos defense with 20 sacks and 18 takeaways over the past seven games are going to be coming after Jared Goff. And I think that, you know, Goff's been having a um, little bit lackluster performance several of the last games. So I really think that he's going to shake that off and I'm going to say that Goff goes out there and has a good game. And I think that when the stakes are down, a lot of times he comes through. And I think he's going to do that as well. A lot of teams are peak, a lot of people are picking the Broncos to win this one. I'm going to go the other way. I'm saying that the Lions win this game by a touchdown. You have the Bears at the Browns tomorrow. That's a 1 o'clock game. Um, Cleveland's 8-5. 
I think the what to watch in this game, the last time these two teams met in 2021, Cleveland's Miles Garrett had almost as many sacks, which was four and a half, as Chicago quarterback Justin Field had completions, if you can imagine that. He only had six completions in that game. So uh, Fields is trying to you know, come back after returning from injury in week 11. And it's yet to be seen how he's going to do. I really think the Bears' defense is um, going to play well. I think they're going to cause a couple turnovers. Cleveland's quarterback, Joel Flacco, has thrown an interception in each of his last two starts. So uh, if you look at this game and, and, and break it down, Cleveland should win at home. And I am going to pick them by a field goal in this game. You know, you have a game where the Texans are seven and six playing at the Titans that are five and eight. Not a lot to be said for this, except that the Titans have 10 passing plays of 40 plus yards this season. So you look at you know, quarterback Will Levies, uh, he's responsible for five of them in his seven starts. And I think it's going to be an opportunity for him to continue success there at home. And I look for them to have a good game. I think that the Texans are going to rush for a couple hundred yards on the ground. And I'm going to say that the Titans are going to come away and win this game by a touchdown. You have the Jets 5-8 and eight at the Dolphins. Nine and four. The storyline on this one is the Dolphins' offense is hurting. They're uh, the starting offensive linemen have missed a combined twenty-one games to injuries this season, and that number is going to even go up before the end of the year. Connor Williams, who's a guard, is going to miss the remainder of the season. Robert Hunt, as you know, is not expected to play. Um, Armstead may play. Tyreek Hill is probably going to be out. Uh, with that ankle injury that he ended up lost to Tennessee. So, you know, we're going to see how this plays out. The Jets are going to go with Zach Wilson. Uh, he's going to have to do better uh, than Tim Boyle did three weeks ago. And I just don't think the Jets are any matchup for Miami. And I'm going to pick the Dolphins to win by two touchdowns in this game. Uh, another game that's coming up after that one is going to be the Giants at the Saints. You know, go Giants, right? We want the uh, division rivals to go down in flames this weekend. So the Saints passing offense has been struggling. Quarterback Derek Carr has only had 37 passing yards through most of Sunday's uh, win against the Panthers before throwing those uh, two late touchdown passes, if you remember, to Jimmy Graham and Chris Olave. Olave I have in fantasy, by the way, as an aside here. So Shaquan Barkley, I think he's going to have a good game. I think he goes over 100 yards. And um, I think that uh, the Giants quarterback, who's their uh, Tommy DeVito is their quarterback. He has seven passing touchdowns in uh, four career starts. So, you know, I, I think the Saints are a team that doesn't play all that well when they're supposed to. 
And then other times goes out and plays well when you least expect him to. Against the Giants, they're going to have a, a little bit of a letdown. I'm going to go with the Saints in this one um, at the end by a field goal. The Chiefs at the Patriots. There's a game that were uh, pretty interesting. We talk about the Patriots with their 3-10 and 10 season. I, who would have imagined a Bill Belichick team uh, being at 3-10 and 10 this part of the season? So... Uh, a lot of people are talking about the quarterback situation up there with Bailey Zapp. What's he gonna What's he gonna do? Is he gonna go up there and start again this week? Yes, he is. The Chiefs, you know, Travis Kelsey is six receptions short of nine hundred for his career. I think he'll get that in this game up there in Foxborough. What you have to remember is how is this team going to react? I'm talking about the Chiefs. They can get right here, and you know they've been up and down all season long. Of course, New England with their records eliminated from the playoffs, but a lot of chatter about Bill Belichick going uh, to a different team. He's, I believe, leaving the Patriots at the end of this season. He'll um, be saying goodbye to all his um, sports writers up there who I'm sure will be happy to not have to interview him after the games anymore. Where do you think he might go? I've heard people saying, and I've gotten some emails regarding this, about him coming down here to um, Tampa. Um, I don't see it, especially after Staley got fired with San Diego, or Los Angeles Chargers, I should say. I think that Belichick's a good fit out there. Um, you know, when you go into your last last rodeo, I don't think you want to go to a team that has any quarterback, uh, a rookie quarterback or quarterback issues. That's been an issue with the um, Patriots last year and this year. So I think with Herbert out there, I think that that's a place that Belichick might uh, look at going. Anyway, in the game, the Chiefs are going to win this one. You can put that in stone and um, go on to the next one where the Falcons are playing the Panthers. Of course, as a Bucks fan, we want the Panthers at 1-12 to go out there and uh, beat the 6-7 and seven, um, Atlanta Falcons with them being in a three-way tie in that NFC South with us. So what they're doing, the Panthers have been focusing on uh, establishing the run game to take pressure off of Bryce Young, which may not be a bad idea, um, but the Falcons have a top 15 run defense that has allowed an NFL low five rushing touchdowns. So I think that if you look at the other side of the ball, when Atlanta has it, you got Tyler Algier and Bijan Robinson, that two-headed monster that um, with those running backs, both of those guys... They can get over 100 uh, all-purpose yards. So I think as much as I would like to see Carolina win, I have to say Atlanta comes back and wins this game probably by 10 points if I had to pick. You have Washington at the Rams. Rams are 6-7. and seven. Washington is 4-9. and nine. Uh, Matthew Stafford of the Rams has thrown at least three touchdowns in three straight games. Um, that's tied for the longest streak of his career. The Commanders are the NFL's worst passing defense, and uh, they've allowed a season high, a league high of 30 passing touchdowns. So um, you have Puka Nakua there with the Rams. I think that 
this matchup is going to favor the Rams. They are at home, and I look for them to win by a touchdown in this game. You have the 49ers at the Cardinals. The 49ers are 10-3, and and they may be the best team in the NFL. Um, You saw what they did to Philly, and I think that when everything's going well, they're a tough team to beat. Um, Brock Purdy, I think he has a huge game against the Cardinals. Um, I'm hoping that Christian McCaffrey goes out there and gets me some points. He's averaged 21 touches and 24 fantasy points this season. I uh, need to keep that going for a couple more weeks. I look for the 49ers to double up on the Cardinals by you know something like 30 to 15 or something like that. Then you have the Cowboys at the Bills. Very interesting game. This is a big game for both teams for the playoff implications. Uh, I think it's going to come down to which defense that's dealing with injuries can make more stops against offenses that can put up big points. So if you look at this game, Josh Allen against Dak Prescott. Who do you like? Um you know, Prescott's had multiple passing touchdowns in seven straight games. So I think that if you look at this game on paper, the Cowboys should be able to win. But I'm going to go against the tide here. I'm going to pick the, uh, the Bills in a close game, and they're going to win by a touchdown in this one. You have the Ravens at the Jaguars in this uh, Sunday night game tomorrow. One week after facing the top-rated defense, which is Cleveland, the Jags now get the number two defense with the Ravens. So not much of a break for them. I think Baltimore is pretty much going to shut down Jacksonville. You have Lamar Jackson. He's going to throw for over 300 yards, in my opinion. The running back, uh, Etienne, there for... Jacksonville, he's going to have a hard time hitting 100 yards. They're going to shut him down, I believe. And when it's all said and done, I look for the Ravens to win this game by a touchdown. And then you have the Eagles at the Seahawks on Monday night. Philly is 10-3, and one of the top teams in the league, against Seattle, which is 6-7. and It's a matchup of two uh, leading candidates for the Defensive Rookie of the Year. You have Devon Witherspoon with Seattle. Uh, and then you have Jalen Carter with Philly. So it could be a defensive matchup, even though you do have Jalen Hurts on the other side of the ball. Um, you know, you Tyler Lockett, the receiver for Seattle, I think may have a decent game. This is a big game for Philly, um, you know, after... Uh, losing to Dallas. Every win is tough in that division, but I think they're going to right the ship, and I look for Philly to win this game. So it's going to be a very interesting game, interesting weekend in the NFL, and if you like it, it's going to be on for two days. So we get some um, double activity today and tomorrow. Love to hear your thoughts. Go to jimmybsports.com, shoot me an email. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Fire and Ice Heating and Cooling, serving Valrico and surrounding areas. Locally owned and operated, Fire and Ice will give you an honest estimate on any repairs you might need. Also specializing in new installs, using the industry's highest quality parts and equipment. Don't fall for service time gimmicks that end up sticking you with an overpriced repair bill. Over 25 years of experience dedicated in providing exceptional services. When you don't want service with a guest, call the best. Fire and Ice Heating and Cooling. Call 863-797-7096. That's 863-797-7096. 
877-797-7096 or online at fireandiceair.com. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. The Lightning, up and down. How about that? We're going to talk about something good with them. The last game they played against Edmonton, you know, we won 7-4. So, um, no touchdown. He put up seven goals on the board. Vasilevsky made 53 saves, and it was a good night. Um, Stamkos had four goals for the first time in his career. So it was uh, really something to, uh, if you have a chance to watch the highlights, check that out. But um, before that, the Canucks beat the Lightning 4-1. to one. Um, Boston had a hat trick in that game. Uh, so, you know, we're up and down. If you look last Saturday night, uh, we did beat the Kraken. Kucherov had two goals in that one. Uh, there's an overtime victory. So anytime that we get an overtime win, that's something that we um, have lost more than we've won lately, it seems. So I'll be able to do that. I know that this season, like I said, I don't want to get too much into the Lightning until January, the end of January, maybe February. So... We will be playing at um, Calgary, another late game, a 10 o'clock start. It's tough to watch those games, but um, we had an email from Lester from Gibsonton saying, do you think that Cooper's story is getting old with the Lightning? Um, no, absolutely, Lester, not, not at all. John Cooper is someone He's a lot smarter than people give him credit for. Um, He's someone that picks his spots. He knows when to push the team. He knows when to hold back. He knows what buttons to push. There's a lot of veterans on this team. And the issues that I think we're having is learning a new defense. And sometimes that takes a little bit of time. And um, it should be getting to the point where we're starting to gel with that. Right now, we have 33 points in the Atlantic Division standings. Uh, Boston, of course, is first with 40. So we're in that mix. I mean, we, like I said, we put two good games together. And then we have one that really stands out as being lousy. And the lousy game st- stems from... Lack of pressure at the blue line from uh, our defense. I think that's the issue with this team. And like I mentioned, um, I'm not worried about the team yet. As long as we're still in the playoff picture, then we're going to be able to uh, improve on that and keep going. So we'll talk about that. So Cooper is here to stay. And his story, it doesn't get old because, like I said, the veterans on this team pretty much are able to control the locker room and as long as they buy into what the coach is saying which they do then that team will be fine but i do appreciate the email thank you um a little bit of a raise news uh if you've heard by now you have uh we have glass now i hate to say it glass now going to the dodgers along with margot so you can you know Retire those jerseys in your closets along with uh, Blake Snell, I guess, along with Price. So you can take all those jerseys and you know put them away because they're done. Uh, again, th- that's what the Rays do. That's the Rays way, if you will. They develop this talent and then um, they form them out to other teams. We picked up a couple people. We have a pitcher and then um, 
and a field player, but I think uh, getting them for the Dodgers, will they help? I'm not sure. It's a little bit too early to tell. But the fact is, Glasnow wanted $25 million, and ownership of the Rays are not going to pay him or anyone else $25 million. So, um, you know, you couple that. Now, don't lower the payroll. You no, know, Stu Starnberg will just lower the payroll and, you know, look for St. Pete to give him more money and, you know, bail them out of that situation, which I think is a bad move with that stadium that they're saying is going to be built. And, and that's yet to be seen as well. I think a lot of things could happen between now and the time that uh, St. Pete's supposed to give him a billion dollars to do that. And then he'll turn around and sell the team. And, you know, that's just the way that the, you know, it's a business for some people. It's more of a business for other people. So we'll talk more about the race, but I, I did want to mention the fact that Glass now, you know, coming off of Tommy John, is going to be traded uh, along with Margot, which frees up some cap space to um, hopefully improve the team here in the offseason. Again, we do have the pieces to get to the playoffs more years than not, but we don't have that key that allows us to win games in the playoffs and, you know, take home the chip, which is what we want to do. So uh, we'll talk more about the Rays in the upcoming weeks. Love to hear your thoughts on that. We're going to break down some bowl games next time on the show. And, of course, we're going to be talking about the Bucks, the Bucks, the Bucks on what they need to do in these last couple games. So thank you for listening to the show. That's all the time we have today. I appreciate it. Every week we get more listeners, more emails, more texts. And I think that it really goes, goes to show that the sports intellect in this area is, is very good. It's very high. And the comments are um, always on point one way or the other. I'm not saying I agree with all of them, but um, they are well thought out for the most part. And I really appreciate it. So as um, everyone's busy, I'm sure, with this holiday season, please be careful on the roads, especially with the bad weather. Uh, talk to you guys next time on the show. As always, be safe. Be vigilant, and above all, stay positive. Thanks for listening to the show. You've been in the gymnasium. Talk to you next time.